And hello to each and every one of you out there. Welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast, along with my co-host, Sidel Boyd. I am Irving Henderson. Jonathan Eli, uh, unfortunately, had a family emergency this week, so we wish him the best, and uh, hopefully we will see him next week. Um, as I don't know if we stated it publicly, we will not be on uh, Easter weekend, so uh, April 3rd, there will not be a show. Uh, try to get something out uh to you guys but there will not be like a full-fledged full-fledged show on april the third uh want to kick off today's show uh and give a tribute to marvelous marvin Hagler. uh as we came off the air last saturday uh word came out that uh mr Hagler passed away at the age of 66 uh, born with Marvin Nathaniel Hagler, he officially changed his legal name to Marvelous Marvin Hagler after being slighted by ABC Sports, who refused to put his Marvelous nickname on their screen graphic. Hagler was toughened up in the middle of his career, fighting Philly-trained fighters Bobby Boogaloo Watts, Willie the Worm Monroe, and Eugene Cyclone Hart. Now, Hagler would lose to Monroe in March of 1976, and he would not lose another fight for 11 years. In 1979, Hagler's first middleweight title shot came against champion Vito Antifermo, and the fight ended in a controversial draw that made Hagler more inclined to knock his opponents out instead of leaving it into the hands of the judges. And the next year, uh, he would get another title opportunity, this time against Alan Minter, who had taken the title off of Antifermo. Well, Hagler destroyed Minter in a three-round beating uh, to become the new champion. Uh, the fight took place in Minter's home country, England, and disappointed fans caused a near riot, ruining Hagler's crowning moment uh, by throwing um, whatever they had in their hands, just throwing it into the ring. Uh, usually the champion gets his title in the ring. They had to wait until he got into the locker room to present uh, Hagler with his world championship. Uh, he would successfully defend his title in 12 straight fights, including a decision over Roberto Duran, a three-round epic knockout win over Thomas Hearns. Uh, now, Sadar, I put that in our uh, chat. Did you watch that? Have you seen it? Did you see it? Oh, man, I didn't. Uh, I missed it. I must have missed it when you put it in the chat. Okay, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll put it back up again. It's it's just the first round. I mean, it is probably the greatest oh, that, that, opening round of a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the infamous. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I've seen that before though. Oh yeah, okay. Listen, it was. I mean, they packed almost an entire fight worth of action in three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and of course, uh, uh. uh Hagler had an 11th round knockout of John the Beast Mugabe, which was his last successful title defense, uh, because in April of 1987, Hagler would lose a close split decision to Sugar Ray Leonard in a highly disputed fight. Now, there, are, there are some who have watched it and said they thought Hagler won. Now, if you go back and watch that fight, Hagler was landing a lot of the more power punches in the fight. 
Right. But Leonard was flurrying late in rounds, so it was like he was stealing rounds away. And then because Leonard was coming back after having a uh, detached retina, you know, people think that the judges were more watching Sugar Ray Leonard than they were watching the fight. And that, of course, would be Hagler's last fight because he never uh, fought again after that. In fact, not only did he never fight again, he never put on another pair of boxing gloves and never went to the gym again because he did not want to uh, fall back into the habits of a fighter. And that's rare in boxing when a guy quits and quits for good. And Hagler did. His final record uh, was 62 with 52, 62 wins with 52 knockouts, three losses and two draws. Uh, we send our condolences to Hagler's family. Well, March Madness has begun and brackets all across the world have been thrown into the trash. Because uh, in the opening round, number two, Ohio State falls to number 15, Oral Roberts. They lost by a final of 75 to 72. Uh, Villanova, who many picked uh, to get knocked off by Winthrop in the opening round, uh, they'll move on. They beat Winthrop by a final of 73 to 63. Uh, it was number seven, Florida, over the Tennessee Virginia Tech, 75 70 in overtime. Arkansas, who's the three seed, took uh, number 14, Colgate, beat them up 85 to 68. It was the six seed, Texas Tech 65, the 11 seed, Utah State 53. Uh, the number one seed, Baylor, beat Hartford 79 to 55. Uh, and another upset, uh, number 13, North Texas, beat number four, Purdue 78 to 69. And Sedell, go ahead and gloat a little bit, buddy. Number nine seed, Wisconsin, all over number eight, North Carolina, 85 to 62. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I, know that, I know that made your night, man. I know that made your night. Hey, I mean, <laughs> uh, you got to love it when the Tar Heels lose. But I actually enjoyed <laughs> it's, it's ironic, though, because I actually enjoyed Ohio State going losing to Oral Roberts even more. Because <laughs> I don't, for some reason, I don't like Ohio State either. That is unreal. Like, I, I saw something where as there were, like, uh, a couple million uh, brackets that were filled out online. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's only, like, 93 that are still perfect out of, out of like, like, 17 million that were on this website. Like, that is, yeah. Oral Roberts just killed everybody. Uh, I didn't do a bracket this year. I didn't, like, I, I didn't grab one. I should have. I didn't. So uh, your matchups on Sunday will be Villanova versus North Texas, Arkansas versus Texas Tech, Oral Roberts versus Florida, and Wisconsin versus Baylor. So we'll see how far uh, the Cinderella team, Oral Roberts, moves on going forward. Uh, North Texas does present another tough matchup for Villanova, so uh, be interesting to see how Nova does as well. Uh, in the Midwest region, uh, you had number one Illinois over 16 Drexel, 78-49. Loyola Chicago over Georgia Tech, 71 yeah. Uh, was Oregon State over Tennessee, 70-56. to Oklahoma State in a 
dogfight with Liberty, but they came out on top 69 to 60. It was Houston 87, Cleveland State 56, Rutgers over Clemson 60 to 56, Syracuse over San Diego State 78 to 62, and West Virginia over Moorhead State 84 to 67. So the Sunday matchups in the Midwest region will be Illinois versus Loyola Chicago, Oregon State versus Oklahoma State, Rutgers versus Houston, and an old-school Big East matchup as Syracuse takes on West Virginia. Uh, prior to going on the air uh, today, uh, Colorado defeated Georgetown 96-73. to Now, somebody told me last week that Georgetown was suddenly relevant because they won the Big East tournament. I always thought relevancy came with you being consistent. <laughs> I would think so, right? You know, now, again, it's a great accomplishment that Georgetown won the Big East tournament, given that, you know, they they had players lost due to injury. Uh, their top scorer from a year ago transferred. So, yeah, it was a great accomplishment for them to even make the tournament. But when we talk about the word relevant, relevancy has to come with continued success. One year of success does not make a team relevant, and they're one and done. So that conversation about relevancy goes right back out the window. Uh, Florida State beat UNC Greensboro 64-54. to LSU beat St. Bonaventure 76-61. to That was in the East region, and the lone final from the West region was Kansas over Eastern Washington 93-84. to uh, in boxing news, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua have agreed to a two-fight deal to unify the heavyweight championship. Now, a site nor a date has been officially named just yet, uh, but both fights are expected to take place this year. Uh, in the first fight, Fury and Joshua will evenly split the purse, while the winner will get a 60-40 split in the rematch. Now, I was hoping to have John on because... Uh, we don't talk about hockey much here, but uh, the Philadelphia Flyers are in the middle of a rough patch right now. They are four and six in their last 10 games. But on Wednesday, they suffered their most embarrassing loss of the season. Uh, they were blown out by their rival New York Rangers, nine, nothing. And oh. the Rangers had a seven goal outburst in the second period alone. Uh, in the second period, Mika Zibanejad scored a hat trick or three goals and had three assists. Uh, the Flyers did, however, bounce back uh, Thursday night with a 4-3 to three win over the New York Islanders. Saturday, they played their second of three in a row against the Islanders. Now, finally, uh, I watch HBO's Real Sports every time it pops up, and... You know, there are times when they have some pretty hard-hitting stories that that pop up. And it was just a few months ago I was watching a report on how rough it is for MMA fighters to cut weight before a fight. Now, for those of you who don't understand exactly what that means, these fighters are trying their best to rapidly lose as much weight as possible to be eligible for their fight when they get to the weigh-in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you have in some cases where 
these fighters are trying to lose 10 pounds in two days. Yeah. Right? Now, they take real extreme and dangerous methods to do it. I mean, they, they're, they're, uh, they're starving themselves. They're wearing wetsuits to sweat out water weight. They're even getting in saunas and baths to just draw out more water weight. And now, you got to understand, that's, that you're dehydrating yourself when you do that. Well, Friday... Julius Stoliarenko, a women's fighter in the Bantamweight division, collapsed twice during her weigh-in for her bout versus Julia Avila. Now, Stoliarenko took the scale and she collapsed. She was placed in a chair for a few minutes to get herself together, and they let her take the scale again. And she collapsed again. Now, she fell into the arms of a UFC security member. Uh, the fight was canceled, obviously. And although uh, she was taken to the hospital, uh, it has been reported that she is in stable condition and is expected to make a full recovery. Now, I've never seen it on that kind of level where people are trying to lose that much weight in such a short amount of time. And I'm talking again, like these, these fighters are trying to lose 10, 15 pounds in two to three days. That, that, that is unreal. Now I did, you know, I did see, you know, when my son first played football his first year, I did see him, you know, have to work harder to drop pounds in order to be eligible to play because Pop Warner goes by, uh, or went at the time they went by weight divisions. Yeah. You know, and, and now, you know, I think now they changed it to where they go by ages and not weight, which is a better thing to do because you have kids out here, you know, 10, 11 years old running around football fields wearing trash bags on, trying to sweat out weight. In order to be eligible to play, that is dangerous, man. That is very dangerous. And I think, you know, UFC and and all of these other, you know, organizations, they need to do something to, to kind of, you know, cut that. Because this this time someone collapsed. Next time, it could be even worse, and you definitely don't want to have that kind of tragedy on your hands. Again, uh, glad to report that that she's okay, but it was a very scary. I saw it. I actually did see the video clip of it. It was scary, man. It was it was pretty damn scary. Damn. I remember. Uh, uh, I, say, I remember in high school, a lot of uh, the wrestlers wrestlers used to do that a lot on the rest the wrestlers for the wrestling team. Yeah, and, and homie, he was like, "Man, I gotta drop like seven pounds by you know two days." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, 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 I don't, I don't understand. I've never been put in that type of position, fortunately. You know, because I never, I never played a sport that went by by weight. Yeah, but I, I can't, I can't imagine how hard it must be to actually do that. Like now with the situation with my son, 
he dropped the weight and didn't realize that he dropped the weight and was fine. I had to talk to his coach, and his coach is like, listen, tell your son he don't have to lose any more weight. Like, like he did it. Like, we don't want the young man out there, you know, destroying himself. Like, he's fine. Like, let, like, and I had to tell him, like, look, man, you good. You, you, you're not going to be in any danger of missing any games now. And he, he didn't take the extreme measures, but he still stuck to his diet. He continued to exercise and he, his weight stayed where it was supposed to be. I mean, that's, that, uh, that's cool when you, you know, you can stick to a diet and your weight stays relatively, uh, what, what should I say? Uh, uh, like it doesn't fluctuate a lot, but when you're right. trying to fluctuate up and down mm-hmm. to make these weights, that's when the danger mm-hmm. comes in. Yep. And, and you know what, that, that's what happens to these fighters. Yeah. Because, matter of fact, you even see it in boxing. You'll see what a guy came in, what his weight was at the weigh-in, and then they weigh them the day of the fight, and then you're like, how did this dude gain 10 pounds in one day? Uh, he did, all he did was drink some water, and boom, his weight yeah. went back to what it, what it usually is. Drank some water, ate a meal, and the weight went right back to normal. You know, oh, one, 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 one sort of kind of funny story involving that. Now, um, my son made the uh, Pop Warner Championships that year, and him and I think there were one, two, two other teams from his organization made it down to Florida to play for the championship in uh, at Disney World. Right now, when the teams get down to Disney World. They have to weigh in, right? right? And it's just that one way in the day that all the teams arrive. Well, <laughs> the team in the weight division below my son had three players who were fine before they left end up over the weight limit by the time they got down there because on the bus ride down, they ate a bunch of fast food. Right. And when they went to weigh in, they were ineligible to play. Oh man! So they went. They went all the way down there. Had an opportunity to 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 play, and and these were three good players on that team. They had a chance to go down there and play, and because their parents let them sit on that bus and eat McDonald's and Popeyes and the like, they became immediately ineligible once they got weighed in because they were over the weight limit. And the weight limit, mind you, the weight limit was higher. It gets higher. The longer the season goes on, okay. So they weren't like it, it, they were fine. They ended up gaining, <laughs> they ended up gaining weight beyond the 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? Beyond what the the the, the limit was. The limit, yeah, the cap. And the limits, <laughs> the, mind you, the limit kept expanding. So I don't, man. Oh, that was just six. I guess they, I guess they give you a, a, an allowance to put on, like if if they grow or they gain in muscle, <laughs> or or they just you know you just getting bigger. <laughs> and they still exceeded it. <laughs> as, the season, as the season goes on, the weight limitation gets higher because it allows for the natural growth of of the player. Of the kids, yes. It, so you're you're talking about at this point. 
they've already capped it out at a certain number. Yeah. And it's like you're talking about you're talking about the number is 135, right? Yeah. To start the season. By the end of the season, you're allowed to be about 140. Okay. You had kids that were that that weighed in that should have been on my son's team, and he played on the 155s because they sat on the bus gorging on junk food. <laughs> That's a shame, though, man. I, and, I, I know those kids were crushed. Look, the kids, the parents, the <laughs> parents, the parents are like, man, I spent all this money to get my son down here, and he can't play? Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. Damn. Nope. Nope. You should have been monitoring them. Yeah. Should have been, should have been paying attention. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna uh, get to the main topic today. We have some major NFL uh, free agency moves, plus some other NFL news that popped up during the week. Uh, yeah, that's about it. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll be right back. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast now. So, Dale, we were just talking about uh, the Pop Warner League and their weight limitations. Now, I'm gonna, I want you to understand. Now, my first year playing football, I wish we had weight limitations, man. I went right to varsity football. And my, <laughs> coach, my coach, may he rest in peace, uh, Coach Ken Katuzin, wanted to see how much heart I had, right? Now, you have me at the time. I'm all of about five foot five, a buck 55, maybe. And he sent me one-on-one with our starting center, Brian Dean. Brian Dean knocked my ass about 15 yards backwards, okay? <laughs> I mean, I was listen, I was suspended in midair. Like, I, I like, like. They say Michael Jordan could fly. I felt like I was flying, man. Like, if I'd have had a bat, man, I could have jumped from the free throw line and dunked, okay? That's about how far backwards he knocked me, man. And I just remember getting up saying, am I hurt? I Like, I touched everything to make sure I was good, <laughs> right? And I think my coach, I think my coach wanted to see whether or not, like, I had any fear, and I didn't. Goodness, but man, I would have loved to have a weight restriction on that day, man. All right, um, listen, I this free agency thing right now has been crazy. Like every time you turn around, somebody else is on the move, and we say it every year, but this year kind of feels like. Every 10 minutes, someone's signing somewhere else. Yeah. Now, before we get into a lot of the moves that have uh, taken place over the week, just want to go over a couple of other uh, news items from the league. Uh, and I'm going to start with, with, with the worst story to come out this week. And uh, that involves uh, Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Now, there were rumors buzzing around last week that the Eagles were interested in trading for him, but this week, the rumors all bad, all bad. Uh, 
12 women have now come forward and accused Deshaun Watson of both inappropriate conduct and sexual assault. Now, you can go online. Yeah, it's up to 12 now. And apparently, this lawyer, who I will not name, that is uh, taking these cases on, says there are also 10 other women who are mulling decisions on whether or not to come forward. Uh, I'm not going to go over any of the details of it. I'm not. Um, but if this is true, listen, but if, if even a fraction of this is true, he's in trouble. He's in big trouble. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm not going to speak on what happened. That's why I'm not going to go over none of the details. The same way I didn't go over the details last week when I talked about Yasiel Puig. It's it's disturbing. It's really disturbing. Now, I don't know if this is real or if he's being, you know, sort of kind of framed because he wants out of Houston. I mean, the coincidence is the lawyer in question just so happens to be next door neighbors of the owner of the Texans. You know, so it I, it seems a little too coincidental. I don't want to be the guy that comes out and automatically takes defense of the man in this situation. I'm just saying, to me, it seems a little suspect. I'm going to wait until all of the, you know, details come out before I form an opinion one way or another. But Sean Watson is in trouble right now. Okay, well, I'm going to hold off then. But it's a lot of bits of things. Me. <laughs> no, I listen. I, I agree. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna sit up here and tell you I disagree with anybody who feels that the coincidences are just a little too too close to home. Yeah. You know, like it. It just so happens that this comes out now. Yeah. <laughs> but at it's the so, same time, like so said, we, we don't know. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna reserve judgment one way or the other. Uh, I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm saying we're gonna have to sit and hold on and wait for more information to come out, and we should before yeah. any of us make a decision about where we are with this situation. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz was introduced as the Colts quarterback at a press conference the other day. Uh, he said he knew his days in Philly were numbered when he was benched in the Green Bay game. Now, Marcus Hayes, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about Marcus Hayes for a second. Uh, Marcus Hayes is a Philadelphia sports writer, and listen, everybody has hot takes. And everybody comes up with their own hot takes. But I have not seen anyone far off base as far as I saw Marcus Hayes off base. Here's the thing you have to understand. You want to say that this man should have fought for his job. How do you know what the conversation was between him and management? Right. You don't. You don't. The man was benched. And he was told he wasn't starting in the aftermath of that. Now, you're telling me you're not going to think about your future at that point? That doesn't make you a bad teammate. That makes you someone like conscious about your future and what the possibilities hold. 
I mean, it's not like Jalen Hurts was some fifth, sixth round draft pick. He was taken in the second round. You got to think that the skids are being greased for you to leave. Mm-hmm. You got to think that. Absolutely. If the team, if the team wanted there to be an open competition, okay. If he didn't want to be a part of an open competition because he felt as though he had the right to still be the starter, okay, that's that's personal choice. Like, you have the right to make those decisions about your career. That doesn't make you selfish. That makes you conscious about your career. Nobody in their right mind. There isn't anyone in their right mind, especially at the quarterback position, who is going to be okay with either A, not being the starter, or B, being told you have to fight for your job when you've been a starter and a a successful starter in the NFL. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I mean, like, can you imagine that? Can you imagine telling a quarterback who's had a measure of success in the league, had a bad year last year, there's no, there's no two ways about it. He had a bad year last year. But can you imagine telling a quarterback like that you have to fight for your job next year? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Not when I have options. Huh? Not when I have options. Right. I mean, and he's supposed to be the franchise player. He had just gotten paid. Yeah, and that's the other part about it. You just paid this man. Yeah. And and not only you just paid this man, you're still paying this man. You're paying this man to not be your starting quarterback. Listen, I don't I, like you have the right to 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 control your future as a player. If you feel as though you are a starting quarterback in this league, then you have the right to go somewhere and be the starting quarterback in the league. I'm not mad at Carson Wentz one bit. I'm not. I'm not mad at him one bit. This is a team that put mediocre weapons at his disposal in the offense. Mm -hmm. Give him a young, talented player in Travis Fulgham who should have been allowed to continue to develop. Instead, they go right back to Alshon Jeffrey. And he gets benched. And he wanted out because he wanted to go somewhere and be the de facto number one guy. Right. I don't have a problem with that. I'm sorry. If you're out there and you're an Eagles fan, a non-Eagles fan, and you got a problem with that, I think you ought to, you ought to like, readjust the way you think. Just put because can you imagine? Job. Listen, no. I, like, just being regular Joe Schmo. Imagine being at a job, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. A job. And you are there to help train your coworker, right? And yeah. and and your tell you, hey, listen, only one of you two can stay. So I need to see better production. I, I'm looking for a brand new job at this point. I'm not yeah. training this guy to take my spot. Yeah. And then you're gonna tell me my spot is up for grabs? No, I want security. Yeah. I'm out. Exactly. All right. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, uh, back on March 8th, traded a seventh-round pick to the Tennessee Titans for offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson. Now, Isaiah Wilson was a first-round pick. Uh, well, Wilson decided to show up late for his physical. 
He skipped two workouts that he agreed to attend, and he was cut Saturday morning. Yep. Um. Now, Brian Flores picked him up as a favor, you know, because I think the Titans were done with him because he had a, a bad year last year, not on the field, but just a bunch of off-field personal issues. And, you know, the NFL is not, you know, it's not a guarantee that your opportunities are going to continue to come your way. This kid might have just killed his own career. And, and it's sad. It's sad to see it. Sad to see wasted potential. But Isaiah Wilson cut by the Dolphins. It remains to be seen if any team will pick him up. Uh, and also one final uh, piece of news from this past week. Uh, Saints quarterback Drew Brees officially retired. Uh, Brees, obviously the all-time NFL leader in passing touchdowns. Uh, Brees began his career with the then San Diego Chargers. Injured his shoulder in the last week of the season in 2004. Excuse me, in 2005. Right? Do you understand that Drew Brees did not initially choose to go to New Orleans? Oh, really? He didn't. Drew Brees went to the Miami Dolphins. The deal was almost set. The Dolphins medical team he didn't fail the physical. I want to make it, he didn't fail the physical, but the Dolphins medical team were concerned about his shoulder injury still being an issue when the 2006 season began. Oh, okay. So the deal was taken off the table. Oh, okay. The Dolphins signed Dante Culpepper. Right. Drew Brees ended up signing with the Saints. The head coach of that Miami Dolphins team was Nick Saban. <laughs> Can you imagine how differently things in the NFL and college football play out if Nick Saban, as the Dolphins head coach, has Drew Brees as his starting quarterback and not Dante Culpepper? Oh, man. I mean, the butterfly effect on that one, like, the, the ripple effects are massive. The yeah. Saints obviously don't win a championship, right? <laughs> Hell, not even that. The Saints may not even still be in New Orleans. You're right. Right? <laughs> yeah. With all the, 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 the Patriots dynasty could have ended early, Right? Yeah. And Alabama doesn't become a, a college football powerhouse. Right. So, I mean, you know, congratulations to Drew Brees. He is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I'd, I'd be shocked if Brees does not get in uh, first ballot. That that would, I mean, he's the all-time leader in, in passing touchdowns. There's no way Brees is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. All right, so let's talk about some of these moves that happened over the week. Uh, how about wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster staying in Pittsburgh? Now, the rumor mill has it that he was offered more money by both the Baltimore Ravens and Philadelphia Eagles 
But because he feels at home in Pittsburgh, he decided to sign a one-year deal to stay. Yeah. I don't listen. Well, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. See him going, I didn't see him going to Pittsburgh. I mean, I didn't see him going to the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I thought, oh, no. I thought the Eagles might have had a no. shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought the Eagles had a good shot at that. Well. Well, I mean, money isn't everything, man. Money isn't everything. Sometimes, sometimes happiness is is the key deciding factor. And he decided he's happy in Pittsburgh. He's going to stay in Pittsburgh. Good for him. And if he has another, if he has another outstanding season, you know his his value goes up. So Pittsburgh will be forced to either pay him more come twenty twenty two or watch him walk. So we'll see how that goes uh, for him. Uh, tight end Kyle Rudolph uh, and wide receiver Kenny Galladay signed with the New York Giants. Uh, listen, Galladay was. I'm watching one. these. Moves. Listen, I'm watching these NFC East moves, yeah. and you end up seeing uh, Keanu Neal signing with uh, Dallas, uh, Curtis Samuel signing with Washington. Um, the, the Eagles have done virtually nothing Not this free agent season, so uh, could be looking at another last place finish. Could could be just just it's looking that way. Yeah. Uh, linebacker linebacker okay, you know, Bud Dupree, the, Titans. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say unless they draft well. <laughs> oh boy, don't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. My I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best not to do it. I am. I'm trying my best not. And I'm sitting. And I'm sitting here decked out, practically from head to toe in Eagles gear right now. Oh, oh no! Oh, on my Eagles, I have my Eagles uh, pajama pants and my Eagles socks. I don't want like don't don't make me do it. <laughs> I'm right, trying, man. man. I'm trying. I'm trying. So don't be un- it's going about to be an unfiltered. <laughs> about to be another unfiltered, man. Uh, listen, linebacker Bud Dupree signed with the Titans. Uh, cornerback Desmond King signed with the Texans. Uh, Will Fuller, wide receiver, signed with the Miami Dolphins. That was a bit of a shock. Uh, running back Kenyon Drake signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um you guys, the Carolina Panthers signed linebacker Hassan Reddick. Um, Patrick Peterson, I don't know if he's like, I mean, I know he's in the downside of his career. He's still a hell of a cornerback. Patrick Peterson signed with the Minnesota Vikings. Right. Uh, the Cowboys lost Chidabe Awuzie. Uh, he signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. And A.J. Green. Wide receiver signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, that's great, but there's talks that uh, Larry Fitzgerald could be on the move. What? And that, that, that would be shocking to see Larry Fitzgerald in a different team's uniform. Yeah, that would be, yeah. Mind blowing. I don't know how I would take that. That would be. I mean, it, 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 
certain guys, man, that are synonymous with a franchise. Yeah, yeah. And when you think Arizona Cardinals, you know, and, and mind you, I said Arizona Cardinals, so you older folks out there who remember the St. Louis Cardinals, I don't mean them. When you think Arizona Cardinals, the first face that comes to mind is Larry Fitzgerald. It would be a culture shock to see Larry Fitzgerald in a different uniform. I I, I honestly think the, the Cardinals are going to find some way to keep him, but I, I'm going to keep my eyes on that situation. I, I Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that is mm, – mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that would be weird. That would be so weird. Yeah. Now there, there, there are still a uh, there's still a handful of free agents who are out and available. Uh, there were some other moves. Uh, well, you didn't that, mention the fact that the Patriots picked up damn near everyone else. <laughs> yeah, well, and the Patriots signed uh, Jalen Mills. They signed Nelson Aguilar, and they re-signed uh, Cam Newton. Uh, which they also they signed was uh, surprising. Jonah Smith and. Uh, yeah, Hunter Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, yeah. Uh, they picked yeah. up somebody on defense too, a, a pass rusher. Uh, damn, four from the Ravens. Who you I talking just, about? I just had his name in my mind. He he came from the Ravens, number ninety nine. Uh, watch, it's just gonna come back to me later. <laughs> okay. The name I, I yeah, the picture in my mind, and and boop, it's gone. But yeah, the, the Patriots, Patriots definitely made they made they made a a, a handful of moves, and I think uh, once we get to the tail end of free agency, uh, we can give out grades on uh, the moves that teams made. And I can tell you right now, my grade for the Eagles is pretty cut and dry right now. Yeah, kind of kind of hard to give a grade to a team that didn't do anything. Oh, and speaking of speaking of. Uh, how about the situation with Marquise Goodwin? Yeah, that was uh, the, e- the Eagles <laughs> traded last year uh, a, a pick to the 49ers wow. for him. Yeah. He opted out of the season because of COVID, and now the rules dictated that the Eagles got their pick back, and then he became a 49er again. Yeah, And then the 49ers cut him. Cut him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a free agent. I mean, hey, Howie, there's a guy you should sign. You already traded for him. Sign him. But listen, that's 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 our uh, NFL topic for the day. Uh, we'll be back with uh, the NBA and our power rankings, and I'll give you guys uh, just just a couple of a uh, couple of thoughts on what's going on around the league. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Now, Sidel, I, uh, I sent uh, I sent you guys a link to uh, Complex Magazine uh, had a list of the 50 greatest serials of all time. <laughs> Which got me to thinking, since we, you know, on this show do top fives, it got me to yeah. thinking, 
what my top five favorite cereals are. Okay. So um, now, obviously, you know, I, I do want I do want you to give me yours as well. Let me give you my top five favorite cereals. My fifth favorite cereal of all time is Frosted Flakes. Okay. Now, here's my thing. I'm not a big milk drinker, but as a kid, if I ate Frosted Flakes, that was the only way you could get me to drink the milk at the bottom of the bowl. Oh, yeah. All right. Super sweet. <laughs> now, and I know people that say that Frosted Flakes ain't nothing but Corn Flakes with sugar in it. Man. No, it's, man, no. It's, it's the difference, man. It's, it's a big difference. Now, my fourth favorite cereal is Honey Bunches of Oats. Now, I didn't start eating that till I became an adult, you know, but I, 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 I love a nice uh, bowl of Honey Bunches of Oats. My third favorite cereal is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> okay. Now, now, I have to go easy on it when it's here because, you know, my kids need cereal. And, <laughs> you know, I know they've woken up a couple of times like, you know, mom, where'd the cereal go? And I kind of like mom, hide under the You know the what they say? You know what they say? After, after kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lesson. First come, first serve basis. Uh, yeah. Now, now, my number two and number one cereals are almost alike, but they're different. My number two cereal of all time is Tricks. Okay. Now, I'm talking old school Tricks. I'm not talking about the new Tricks. The new Tricks is disgusting. The old school Tricks is one of my favorite cereals. Now, my number one cereal of all time is Fruity Pebbles. Oh, okay. Now, think about this. Listen, the thing about Fruity Pebbles, thing about Fruity Pebbles is you could run through an entire box of Fruity Pebbles just like that. Because they're so small that by the time you pour it into a bowl, like almost half the box is gone. Yeah, that is true. Now, <laughs> Fruity Pebbles is another cereal that, you know, the, the milk at the end of the bowl, I could drink it because of the, the, the flavor in it. Now, I haven't had Fruity Pebbles in a while. I haven't. But as a kid growing up, Fruity Pebbles was my absolute number one go-to cereal. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> so my, my top five cereals, uh, number five is uh, Honeycomb. You remember those? Oh. Yeah, I remember Honeycomb. <laughs> Was never a big fan of honeycomb, though. Yeah, I, don't know. I guess I just, I guess I just bought into the hype. You know, honeycomb used to have all those commercials, <laughs> right? And uh, I don't know. I just liked honeycomb. And uh, number four was frosted flakes. Mm -hmm. Obvious, obvious reason. Now okay. number three, number three is like, like my old, my old. People's cereal is like I used to love raisin bran, but I still do love raisin bran. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like <laughs> I think people sleep on raisin bran because it sounds like mm -hmm. it's for old people, but yeah. it, it's actually a good ass cereal. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my number two, you remember how you said uh, you could just go through like fruity pebbles when you were a kid, right? Uh, apple jacks. I used to go through apple jacks like that, right. Yeah, and then my number one is actually Cinnamon Toast Crunch. 
Once once Cinnamon Toast Crunch came wow. out, it was like uh-huh. <laughs> now, 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 now here's the thing. Now I didn't have it in my top five, but uh a cereal that, that sometimes we get in the house that I will eat is uh Reese Puffs. And I was never a big fan of Cocoa Puffs. I want to make that clear. I was never a big fan of Cocoa Puffs. And I didn't like uh, Peanut Butter Crunch. But for some odd reason, for some odd reason, I will eat a bowl of Reese Puffs in the morning. uh, And, and like, because I work the night shift, so breakfast is my dinner. So I will have a nice bowl of Reese Puffs every now and then and, and then call it a night. But... Wow, you had Cinnamon Toast Crunch number one. That's that's okay. That's I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Now I was, I was in a. a uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say when I was a kid, it was Applejack. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't think Cinnamon Toast Crunch came out until after that. A lot after that. <laughs> okay. It's relatively like new. Yeah, it's relatively new. I mean, it's not super new. It's it's been around for a while, but it, no, yeah, it's it's cinnamon while, toast crunch. Yeah, it's definitely one of the newer cereals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was in a uh, I was in a, a a Facebook group, and someone was talking about grape nuts. Right. Not that grape nuts is a good cereal. Not that. That wasn't it. It was just okay. they were talking about grape nuts. Saying. And listen, when you're a kid. And you see things and you hear things, you want to try it. And my grandfather, when I was a kid, spoiled the the hell out of his grandchildren. Anything you wanted, you could have it, right? And I mean to a point where uh, Saturday mornings, when he made breakfast, he made everything. And I do mean everything, right? And he made whatever you wanted to order, right? So if you wanted your eggs scrambled, he scrambled them, right? You wanted bacon, he made bacon. His only rule was if he made you something, you had to eat it or you got cereal the next week, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So we're in the supermarket, grape nuts, grape nuts. Now I'm thinking, okay, maybe this tastes like grapes. I asked my grandfather to get it for me. I take it home, pour it in the bowl, I'm looking at it, and I might as well have just went out in the back driveway, grabbed a whole bunch of rocks, and poured milk <laughs> over top of them. Grape nuts is the absolute worst cereal I've ever eaten in my life. I don't know yeah. why I did it. And, 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 oh my goodness. And you know what my grandfather did? He told me I couldn't have any other cereal until I ate the grape nuts. <laughs> you had to finish that whole box. Before you can have anything I, I sat at that table. Listen, I sat at that table with tears in my eyes and ate every single last drop of those grape nuts in one sitting. Oh man. <laughs> Never the hell again. You understand me? <laughs> Never again in life. Grape nuts is hard. Listen, and if you out there and you like grape nuts, listen, you're a psychopath. No, you're a psychopath. Only psychopaths will sit there and eat a box of rocks. Okay? You're, all right? I'm just saying you're a psychopath if you like grape nuts. All right. Well, let's let's move on. <laughs> let's move on uh, to the NBA. And uh, 
halt the fun for a second real quick. Uh, our thoughts go out to uh, Sean Bradley, uh, the former number two overall pick, uh, was involved in an accident back in January. Uh, he was hit by a car while he was bike riding, and he is now paralyzed. Uh, we at the Threes on Fire podcast wish him the best in his recovery efforts. Okay, uh, we're going to recap Friday night scores, and it was Sacramento over Boston, 107-96. The Spurs over the Cavaliers, 116-110. to It was the Pacers defeating the Miami Heat, 137-110. to The Orlando Magic snuffing out the Brooklyn Nets, 121-113. The Nets had an opportunity had an opportunity to take over as the top team in the Eastern Conference, but Orlando pushes Brooklyn back to a game and a half behind the Sixers. Uh, it was the Jazz 115, the Raptors 112. It was the Raptors' seventh straight loss. Uh, it was Golden State over Memphis, 116 to 103. It was the Nuggets over the Bulls in overtime, 131 to 127. Suns over the Timberwolves, 113 to 101. The Blazers over the Mavericks, 125 to 119. And I held on to this one for last. It was the Detroit Pistons over the Houston Rockets, 113 to 100. It was the Rockets' 19th straight loss. Now, the in season, regular season record for losses in a row is 26. The Rockets could hit 26 by the end of the month. Their upcoming schedule, they have the Thunder, the Raptors, the Hornets, the Timberwolves twice, the Gridley, the Grizzlies, and the Nets. Should they lose each and every last one of those games, that would give them 20 straight, 26 straight losses. Their 27th game in that streak would be against the Boston Celtics. So. Oh, no, Ooh, boy, Houston. No, they good. Oh, boy. No, they good. here's the thing. I think they're going to beat. They got the two yeah, yeah, they're going to beat. Listen, I think they're going to beat Minnesota. Yeah. I do. I think they're going to beat Minnesota in one of those games. But if they don't get Minnesota, if they go into that, if they lose to OKC, Toronto, Charlotte, and then they lose both games to Minnesota, they're going to lose at least 27 in a row. Yeah, yeah. At least. Because the Nets are going to blow them the hell out. And sure. the Celtics, the Celtics, that is a get-right game for them. Yeah. Whatever the Celtics got going on right now, they play the Rockets, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I like it because uh, – I mean, I, I, ain't, I, I, I ain't mad at you know. it. It's just, it's, just, it's just perplexing. I ain't yeah. mad at it, though. Keep, Listen, keep them away from Brad Mike Stevens Adams. is on the hot seat. Brad Stevens oh, yeah. is definitely on the hot seat right now. Oh, yeah. uh, Wednesday night, it was the Milwaukee Bucks over the Philadelphia 76ers, 109 to 105. Uh, I don't know what Giannis was thinking about. You know, hitting that shot and then sitting on the court. You know, I mean, I don't really, I don't really go to this stage when I talk about, you know, when I talk about games, 
But here's something I want to make clear. Here's something I want to make clear. The Sixers didn't have they. The Sixers didn't have a big man. You understand? So I'm glad. I'm glad Giannis had his fun. I'm glad he enjoyed himself. But let's let's remember something. They don't have anybody that can contend with Joel Embiid. So I hope you enjoyed it. The get back is going to come. It's going to come. Now I try not to let my fandom creep in just a little bit, but I saw that. I was a little bothered by it. All right, no problem. Y'all got that one. Y'all enjoy. I hope I hope y'all enjoyed that one. I really do. You was trolling. It's cool. It's cool. We'll take that. Well, well, well two things. Two things. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 for sure. And mm-hmm. two things, man. Like, it's not like Giannis has it flexed on us before with indeed there. So, <laughs> no, that's cool. So. No, I want him to have his fun. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's only a regular season game. Like, people need to mm-hmm. <laughs> No, and, and, but, 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 but here's the thing. I, I, like, I'm not saying this from a standpoint of being upset. My thing is, I love when little things like this happen and it sparks a rivalry. Yeah. yeah. Because there's no doubt in my mind, there's no doubt in my mind that Sixers players saw that and was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll 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 see how you act after the next game. Right. You know, and I, I love it. I, mind you, I love it. I love stuff like that. I, I I really as a as a basketball fan, I love stuff like that because now that makes the next time these two teams play a must see yeah. game. Now. Yeah. Because you know as they're gonna little, bring it up. Adds a little, adds a little edge to it. Yep. I can't listen. Cheese, I can't then wait. You then you couldn't get the cheese steak thing right. Like you couldn't. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um. Now, uh, PJ Tucker was acquired by the Nets. Uh, this week he will make his Bucks debut Saturday night. Uh, one other uh tidbit here. Uh, the Hawks and Lakers are in progress right now as we are on the air, but uh, just got an update from this game. LeBron James left the game with a right ankle injury. Uh, He will not return to the game, and the Lakers are hoping that it isn't serious. They are already without Anthony Davis. They cannot afford to lose Davis and LeBron at the same time. So we will see uh, what the update is on LeBron's condition. Uh, Looked like he just rolled his ankle. It didn't look too serious, but it could be serious enough for LeBron to miss a game or two. All right, let's get into these power rankings before we get out of here. Unfortunately, uh, uh, we didn't get John's power rankings, uh, but we understand John right now, again, dealing with a a family emergency. Uh, We wish the best to you, John. I hope all gets better. Um, my number 10 team coming in this week, I have the San Antonio Spurs. I was debating between the Spurs and the Mavericks, but I ended mm-hmm. up going with I ended up going with the Mavericks. Okay. So my number nine is the Hawks. Yeah, I don't have the Hawks in my top ten this week. I have the Blazers at number nine. Uh, my number eight team, and, and I had to look at it, and I, I 
I looked at their record in their last 10 games, and it made me flip-flop my eight and number seven. My number eight team uh, is the Clippers. Okay. I don't have the Clippers on my top ten still. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I get it. The, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're another team that's, like, falling apart or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, my number eight team is actually the, the Blazers, and my number seven team is the uh, Nuggets. Okay, we we agree on number seven because I have the Nuggets at number seven on mine. Uh, I have the Suns checking in at number six. I have the Jazz at six. Ooh, you still got the Jazz way down there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, they losing. They losing respect now. Mm-hmm. I, I I I was saying last time uh, we. We did the power rankings that uh, I don't think they could keep that up, and it's right. like they they're not. I think they're like mm-hmm. five and five in their last ten games. Yep. So uh, who do you have at number five? All right, now my number five, I have the Bucks. Okay, I have the Lakers at five. Okay, uh, who's your four? My four is the Suns. Okay, now I have – now, why do you have the sun so high? Oh, well, from the last time we did the power rankings, I had the suns at number two, (laughs) so they they dropped. Yeah, 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 they did drop some. Okay, I got you. Uh, Now, I have the Lakers at number four. Why do you have the Lakers that high? (laughs) Well (laughs) – I say that from the perspective of last time we ranked them. I didn't even have the Lakers on my list. Well, you have to remember, like now, my my list is still like like now. I I'm going off a of full body of work. I know you go by by week to week. I'm going off full body of work. So if you if you go back and uh, yeah, that's why you if you go back to my last if you go back to my last power rankings, which I'm glad I'm able to pull up right now. In my last power rankings, I had the hold on a second. Yeah, I had I the Lakers. Know. I had the Lakers seventh last time. Okay. I had, I had the Lakers. I had the Lakers seventh in my la, in our last power rankings that we did. So they 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 sort of they were they were fifth. Like they, they, it's it's been moving around a little bit. Yeah. It's it's been moving around a little bit now. Obviously, there's a reason why I have the Bucks above the Suns. Even though I jumped the Suns all the way up to three, there's a reason why the Bucks moved up. Okay. So, where are we at? We're, at, we're uh, number three. We're at number three? Uh, the yep. Nets. All right. Now see, now, see, here's the thing. Ah. Uh, the Nets just lost to the Magic. That's why they're number two. And, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I had them number two uh, until they lost to the Magic. <laughs> so now I, have the, I have the Nets third now. Yeah, they was number one on my last one, remember? Yeah, I have them third now. Mm-hmm. All right, so who do you have at number two? The Sixers. All right. I have the Jazz at number two. Right. And I still have the Sixers at number one. 
Okay. And I still have the Sixers at number one because prior to them losing to the Bucks, they were they were on a winning streak. Yeah. And they lost to a team. Listen, they lost to a team within the top ten on my list, right? That's true. The Jazz are in the middle of I don't know what the hell is going on. And the Nets just lost to the Magic. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hard for me. It was hard for me to pull the Sixers out of that top spot. Now, here's the thing. As the weeks go on with the Sixers not having Embiid, the games are going to get tougher. Yeah. So, depending on what happens this next week, the Sixers could easily fall out of the top spot by the time we come on the air next week. Yeah. Um, who are their next games? I wonder. Uh <clears throat> the Sixers' next game is tonight against the Sacramento Kings. And then they get the Knicks on Sunday. Okay. And then they got. But here's, they got here's, here's, here's where it gets crazy. They, they get the Warriors, Lakers, Clippers. There we go. There we go. That's what I was looking at. Mm hmm. I'm, I'm just, man. Yeah, and Embiid's going to miss all those games, too. Yeah, he's definitely going to miss. Uh, that that California road trip, yeah, he, he's gonna miss Golden State, L.A. Uh, and L.A. LA. <laughs> so you know it'll it'll be it'll be an interesting. Like we, when we looked at it, we talked about the first week uh, being you know they had a good chance to 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 start off well without him be, but this second week here in the middle without him, these are gonna be some doozies. Yeah, I mean, they played well. They played well against the Knicks uh, uh, the first time around. So I, I think the Knicks is definitely a winnable game. Uh, they're catching Sacramento off of a back to back. I mean, Sacramento okay. might work anyway. So right, and care, and and, and Sacramento. Them, I don't care if they caught them on their way to Sacramento. Eh? Man, listen. Let's not listen. Listen. I don't want to. I don't want to do that because we sat here and we talked about that Cleveland game a couple man, weeks Cleveland ago. Got like Cleveland got something against all the best teams, man. Yeah, I, I, that's unreal. <laughs> they they, they just knocking the off all the good teams. Them and the Magic got something against good teams when they on the roll. Whatever good team is on the roll, and then they play mm-hmm. them, and they just beat them. It's like just like just like the Nets losing to the Magic. I don't know if it's a thing where, listen, I don't know if it's a thing where those teams are playing down. I don't know if they're playing down to their competition or if the Cavs are just elevating their games when they play those top teams. It's, It's somewhere in the middle. Like, those better teams come down a little bit and Cleveland elevates themselves a little bit. Yeah, same thing with the Magic. I just, man. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, by the time we we go on the air, we'll see how the Sixers have done in this stretch of games as they continue to be without Joel Embiid. And now, you know, you have both of the top MVP candidates in the league banged up. Embiid's gonna miss more time, and we have no idea what the LeBron situation is just yet. Uh. I guess we'll know something at some point. Depending on how bad he rolled his ankle. It was a bad ankle sprain two weeks. 
because then they go yep. start depending on what they what games they have on their schedule. If they go on a little losing streak, he's going to come back sooner than he's supposed mm-hmm. to. And I could see, I could, I could see them, I could see them protecting LeBron from himself and saying, okay, listen, we need you, we need you at full strength come playoff time. So we're going to sit you for a couple of games and, and, and let you heal and then bring you back. I could see LeBron sitting out until this matchup with the Sixers next week. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that might be it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the right, head right well, there. Well, wait, my number one team was the Bucks. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, you I have the know. Bucks at number one? Yeah, man, the Bucks, man. <laughs> oh man. Listen, uh, man, it's, it's not it's not even uh, it's not even that the Bucks uh, have done anything. See, I know you still you yeah, 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 you still got that that angst for, uh, for you just you just you just but it, you I just, mean, you just twisted the knife a little bit, man. Yeah, I know, I know. But look, it's not, it's not their fault. It's the other team's fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now let let me let me break it down a little bit. Go uh, from my last power rankings, I had the Bucks seventh, right? But mm-hmm. look who I had, look who I had ahead ahead of them. I had the Celtics, the Blazers, the Jazz, the Sixers, the Suns, and the Nets. Now we already know what happened with the Celtics. <laughs> And the Jazz. Right. Right. So, the Blazers, they're like on and off, and the Suns have been kind of like on and off. You get what I'm saying? And right. the, Sixers, the Sixers have been, you know, they've been holding it down for the most part. But uh, the Bucks have also strung together, uh, you know, if you win uh, enough quality wins that they kind of steadily moved up when those other teams dropped off. And the Nets just lost to the match. So. The Bucks beat us head to head, and that's lost to the match. So I felt like I had to put them above, even without MB, because I was going to still. I was think I should still put the Sixers at number one, but mm-hmm. you know, according to the way I go about things, it's hard when a team beats you head to head. Listen, I get it. I get it. We we go over like we go over our picks, you know, in using completely different formulas. Yeah. You know, I go off of, you know, full body of work and you're going week to week. And, you know, that's fine. That's fine. That's 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 also a good way of looking at it. Yeah. But I'm really mad. Ah, the Bucks, man. God damn Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, we're, we're pretty much uh, done here for the week. Um, I don't really have any uh, extra any extra tidbits uh, to share with you guys. I think um, I think we pretty much covered all the bases. Again, want to uh, repeat in case you guys did not hear it uh, earlier in the show. We will be on next week. Uh, however, the following week for Easter weekend, we will not be on. Uh, so we will not be with you guys on. Uh, April the third. Sadell, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, let's go, Lalloya, Chicago. That's the team I'm rooting for. In the <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, I don't, listen, I don't have a dog in this race, but uh, I, I could but... definitely, 
I could definitely uh, get behind one of these uh, one of these underdog teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hold on. Before we get out of here, let's see. Uh, we we had two games go final uh, while we were on the air. Creighton over. Yeah, they did. They they won by a final. What was that final? Come back, come back, come on. Darn it. That was sixty three sixty two. And Michigan beat Texas Southern 82 to 66. Right. All right. You guys have a lovely week. We will see you next Saturday. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.